Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, friend, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw Countouts on today's episode. We're going to give you 10. You must have said nine. Oh, didn't I was you? about to say nine. I don't know why I was about to say nine. We got 10, ten. wrestlers. Ooh, are you ready to? We're going to get some, some heat here, Larson, because mm. we've got wrestlers who we think would fare better in All Elite if they got the All Elite graphic. Uh, of course, last week. We talked about not nine, but ten. Ten. Dabri wrestlers. No, no, AEW wrestlers yes. that we feel would fare better in the Dabri. Uh, but uh, this week we're doing the opposite yeah. Cs, uh, because last week's did pretty well. And we feel like, you know what? I feel like we don't spread enough opportunity for some real toxic uh, debate. See, I was hoping you wouldn't say that. I was hoping yeah, you wouldn't. That's say what that. we need I thought that's more what you gonna, of. You were gonna do, and then you kind of took the long way. The saying. whole point of doing a list like this is to is to indulge the the most base of desires of wrestling fans to want to engage in the most toxic debate. You, nothing good can happen on either show, WWE or AEW, without somebody saying. About it. I mean, that's true. That is right. true. So, why not feed into that? No, it's, it's disheartening. We want to. We want to. We want to move away from that. We encourage it. Well, then you shouldn't have done this. You made most of this list. Let's go ahead and dive into it, Larson. First up, number ten. Ten. Uh, number ten is oh, hey dog, Austin Theory. That's right. Yeah, the current Theory. United States champion. Yeah, but he's not doing anything. He's got the title he around his doing, waist. His gimmick is I beat I beat John Cena. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. That's you know, his character. Going back to March or so when John Cena came out and uh and answered the call or challenge or whatever. Oh, it was Austin prophetic, theory. wasn't it? What he what he said. Yeah, yeah, he really had a good point and uh and he was right. Uh Austin Theory is not really a character, he's a vessel for a character in which one there it's empty. It's an empty vessel. Yeah, it is an empty vessel. 
It's funny, dude, because I've seen Austin Theory. Number one, Austin Theory is, a, is an incredibly underrated wrestler, which I feel like that would probably benefit him going to, to AEW because he might have a little bit more freedom to do They're the pro wrestling there. company. They're the company that you do pro wrestling in and not entertainment. Um, and, uh, and here's the other thing about Austin Theory is that instead of in WWE where he's been given this I mean, I just said it's an empty vessel, but like, you know, the, I think that they're like, okay, your character is you beat John Cena at WrestleMania now. Mm-hmm. It goes nowhere, it does nothing. Mm-hmm. Maybe the guy needs to get out of the system to re. I mean, it's sort of like you look at when you think of like Vince McMahon calling Austin Theory the chosen one, you look back at the last chosen one, Drew McIntyre. And what happened? He was kind of an empty vessel as well. Mm-hmm. He leaves, reinvents himself, comes back to wild success. Yeah. Austin Theory might be in that situation now where you got to figure out, are you going to sink? Are, are you going to have like uh, a standard mid Carter's career that really might pay you some money, but isn't too proud that you're not too proud about and is not going to vault you to the top? Or are you going to take a risk, bet on yourself, leave, go to AEW where freedom is kind of a thing, have the opportunity to find yourself, have the freedom to find yourself and find something that really connects with fans and then head back to WWE once you're done with developmental there. Yeah, pretty much. That's 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 at this juncture in Austin Theory's career. That's got to be the debate um, he has with himself because I don't know if it's WWE creative or Austin Theory himself has shown shown no inclination to develop a character beyond I beat John Cena. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know whose responsibility that is to develop said character, uh, but it's a massive fumble either way. You see what he did in the way in NXT. Yeah, he's yeah. got charisma. He's got camera charisma. He does. He's a good talker in the right situation, but putting him out there for three, four minutes at a time saying, I'm the youngest U.S. champion, therefore I'm greatest U.S. champion. Oh, yeah, I beat John Cena at WrestleMania. Doing that ad nauseum week after week after week is getting him absolutely nowhere except probably jobbing out to L.A. Knight, someone who has gotten themselves o- over Yeah, at SummerSlam. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember a long time ago... Um, there, it might have been while he was with Seth during the damn mm-hmm. arena era mm-hmm. before the way even. And he, they were positioning him as a bad guy. And there was a Twitter account. I honestly forget what Twitter account it was. It's one of those wrestling Twitter accounts, you know, and it said something like, uh, it's an absolute crime given what Austin theory did in evolve. And granted, I didn't, the only, the only thing I've ever seen of Austin theory and evolve was him as a heel, but maybe at some point he was a wildly over baby face. I don't know. But they had said it's a crime that he that they're positioning him as a heel because he could be an all-time babyface guy. And maybe the idea right now is we'll make him a heel until we feel like the crowd wants him to go face and he goes face. Remember that one time when the crowd really did react to a possible face Austin Theory is when Brock Lesnar F5'd him off the, the occasion in Elimination Chamber because Austin Theory stepped up to him. Yeah. And that was like a big moment for him. And I was yeah. like, oh, are they going to springboard him from there? Um, and they didn't do that. Yeah. And it honestly does not seem like they have any desire to have any sense of urgency with Austin theory. And at this point uh, you don't want to end up, you know, just as a guy who's middling, you know, who's, who's just doing a whole lot of nothing for an extended, he's only like 26 years old or something. He's super young. He's super young. It is, it's, it's gotten to, it's not quite the point, but you run the risk of, of with Austin theory, especially at such a young age where you got the, the kind of the stink of, repeatedly failed creative efforts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you right. You know, yeah. it was it was selfie Austin Theory, then he had that mm-hmm. humiliating failed money the bank cash in on the US title. 
Like yeah, who cashes yeah. in the U.S. title? Right. Um, and then it was like, I'm going to reinvent myself as aggressive, angry Austin Theory. That lasted like mm-hmm. a month. And now he's, yeah. I beat John Cena, Austin Theory. None yeah. of those iterations of Austin Theory has gotten over. So, yes, yeah. it might be time to remove himself from WWE, go out there, what, AEW, Independence, some combination thereof, find a way to reinvent himself. Because we've yeah. seen over and over again, there's a lot of people on this list that we're going to talk about them having an opportunity to reinvent themselves. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and then, you know, you go out there three, four years, you reinvent yourself, you take risks, mm-hmm. and you come back with a stronger brand. Mm-hmm, yeah. The Austin Theory brand in this case. And yeah. then if you want to revisit WB and give that another try, you're in a much better position at that juncture, you would think, to do so. No, absolutely. I think there's nothing but besides, you know, the massive paycheck that he's probably getting in WWE. Um, I, it's just, you know, I wonder if he's one of those guys who's like, man, you know, they've been telling me I, I've been getting a lot of promises and they and they say, just wait, just wait. You're still young. Just wait. You're still young. Well, by the time you know it, you know, a lot of time is gone. And what you're saying is exactly right. You got that stink of bad creative on you. I thought for sure after SummerSlam, he was going to become a project that they would that Triple H would actively work on. Mm-hmm. Seemingly him and Vince both really see a lot in him. But man, I wouldn't believe it knowing what I see on seeing what I see on TV. Mm-hmm. I I do think that they they think it's there. But, man, they are taking their sweet time getting anywhere with that. Or they're putting the onus on him to unlock that promise, that potential. That could be, too, yeah. That and could be and too. maybe, you know, given the situation he's in, he's just not sure how to do it. We just don't know. We don't know, again, yeah. whose responsibility it falls on for this kind of these middling efforts so yeah. far. So Yeah, yeah. You never know. Uh, let's move on. Number nine. Nine. Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, he's one of those guys who you have to wonder if he was so, so over in NXT, but he was sort of like one of the first that got called up without uh, an emphasis on how over he was in NXT and how do you capitalize on that? It seemed like Vince wanted to bring him up and uh and you know do what vince does you know he tweaked his theme song a little bit yeah made him less the king of strong style gimmicked him up a little bit put him with boogs for a while uh and he had he had a title i mean he won the rumble yeah um he's won some titles yeah. but he had uh one feud with aj styles for the world title that he never won nope. that 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 series no um, um it seemed like when he got called up from NXT, it was like Vince took almost every step he could to distance main roster Nakamura from NXT Nakamura. You mentioned yeah, right, yeah. the tweaks to the presentation, the Tron was, and you, you know, you could say in a, in a vacuum, changing someone's Tron, not a huge deal. And that's correct. Yeah. But when you, like, they, they didn't call him the King of Strong Style. He was the artist known as... The artist. You know, yeah. and it, they had those vignettes where there was, like, painting involved and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and and it I don't know. It didn't seem to capture... Like, at NXT, they captured the essence of Nakamura perfectly. They really and did, And I'll yeah. never forget, and I mention this all the time, so sorry if I sound like a broken record. Leaving NXT Brooklyn, when he won the mm-hmm. title from Joe... Every person walking through the, the concourse exiting the Barclays Center was singing his theme. 40% yeah. of the audience there had some sort of Nakamura merch on. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I've yeah. ever seen a, a single person yeah. more over in, in, in a promotion than Nakamura was in NXT. Yeah, and, and it's it's crazy because you see 
a similar phenomenon right now with Seth Rollins, who a guy who has continually reinvented himself and hasn't allowed himself to become bogged down with, you know, uh, complacent creative. And he's somebody that a lot of people should look at and be like, hey, that dude's willing to go out there and take some risks. I need to do the same thing, too, if I'm given the opportunity to do so. With Nakamura, it is odd that they uh, the mystique was kind of everything with him. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like he has this legendary career in Japan, so you know he's legit. Um, and then they bring him up, and you know his first feud with like was with Dolph Ziggler, and it took six weeks for him to get a match. Yeah. And it was like you're killing this guy outside the gate. Why don't you have him debut in a main event situation, and then you can kick him down the card, and then have him built back up. Mm -hmm. But to debut anybody against Dolph Ziggler, especially at that point, it was like, that's what you do. Yeah. And it was the most standard, boring blueprint you could possibly come up with for a call-up. Um, now, now, one reason why I think Nakamura wanted to go to WWE is simply because it would be easier on his body. Yeah. Um, and being in AEW, given that they don't do house shows, granted, the style of wrestling is much more like New Japan than... Uh, WWE is, but given that you're not being put through a G1, for example, yeah. um, and and you can wrestle sometimes twice a month if you just have a vignette one week mm -hmm. um, or two weeks out of the month, um, there's already a working relationship with AEW New Japan, so you can mine, even if he doesn't go to New Japan, you can mine the history there, and when they do do crossover stuff like Forbidden Door, then there's some natural, yeah. interesting matchups and stories there. There are people from New Japan who are in AEW now where there are some interesting matchups in history, and AEW loves leaning on that stuff. Yes. So he might be able to get a decent amount of money for a, a greatly reduced schedule, mm -hmm. And and on top of that, uh, maybe more of a clean slate and the opportunity for a push because he is the kind of wrestler that they really like there, especially like on Dynamite, where you have a lot of former New Japan guys there. So I think there's probably a lot of good good situations for him there if, if that's a, uh, something he wanted to explore. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it could just be a fresh start. I don't, I don't think Nakamura is in a situation where he needs to go out and reinvent himself, I think. No, no, You no, know, he's no. he's if he's not 40, he's pushing 40. And I, I think Nakamura has a really good sense of who he is as a performer and as a character. I think he absolutely Don't need does, to mess yeah. with that. Um, yeah. um, it just seems like maybe put him in a new situation, a different situation, a fresh situation. Mm -hmm. uh, could be kind of the 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 the, the kickstart he needs to doing potentially more interesting stuff. And they brought him back from hiatus after Triple H took over. It seemed like maybe he was poised to get some sort of push. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, his winning percentage is maybe 60, 40, 50, 50 Yeah, at this right, juncture yeah. since coming back. He's been involved, but he hasn't really been in a major story, and he hasn't necessarily been on the winning streak by any stretch. It's possible that whatever they're doing now where he's like, you know, snapping at Byron, this is very fresh. This is as of last yeah. this past week um, where maybe we're getting a sense of, OK, he's going to be more of a no nonsense Nakamura. And that'll be, you know, that'll lead to a push. Um, it remains to be seen. I mean, mm -hmm. it's much too early to speculate, really. It really is. But I mean, at least he's on Raw where, you know, there isn't going to be somebody holding the title for sure, between now and next year's WrestleMania, you know? Right, right. If, now, if, if they put him on NXT, you know for a fact, okay, they, he needs to go. It's, yes. <laughs> it's his time to go. Yes. Speaking I don't really of, uh, so just spent a lot of time in NXT. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's go number eight. Eight. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Cameron grabs to the boot. Now you might be asking yourself, self, self. Didn't Cameron Grimes like just get to main roster like very recently? Yeah, you wouldn't know it though if you watched the main roster television because he's hardly on. He's rarely on. He spent an ungodly amount of time in limbo between NXT and uh, SmackDown, where he's at now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before he left NXT, they uh, made a good effort to lobotomize him. So his character, the one thing he does, the to the moon stuff, now he does it in a, in, in a fairly neutered manner. Yeah. You know, he goes, oh, I'm looking forward to going to the moon. Usually it's dressed not, in business casual, too. Yeah. They're, again, the, the strangest thing in the world is they took Cameron Grimes, number one, before his time in WWE as Trevor Lee Impact Superstar. Um, he was awesome. Yeah. Like, he was that sort of, like, tongue-in-cheek sort of guy who's sort of an old-school Jericho type, you know, who seems like a bit more clever than everybody else. Mm -hmm. And so they bring him in as sort of, I guess, kind of a bumpkin role, you know? Yeah. Like he's got the old-timey prospector hat on. He cared about his hat uh, more than anything else, seemingly. Right. And he was wildly entertaining in that role. They gave him a bunch of money, so it was more of a Beverly Hillbillies type thing at that point. Stonks, yes which was wildly over in NXT. And it was like, this guy is made for main roster. Like this guy should be on main roster. And there was always rumors that he was going to be on main roster. And then uh, he left TV and NXT 
and then he wasn't on main roster, no. and then eventually, finally, he got drafted there, and now you see him every once in a while, like you said, in business casual, and it's like, why are we getting Cameron Grimes, who's showing up for his call time? Why isn't he in costume? Where's his character? Exactly. Exactly. I yeah. know. It seemed like he's completely out of character, except for when he has to say, to the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, mm-hmm. we're just getting... Trevor Lee, which I assume is his real We're name. We're getting shoot Trevor Lee yeah. as opposed to kayfabe Trevor Lee, which if he was good, we went to AEW and was able to channel that same energy he brought before from yeah. Impact. Yeah. Oh, he'd be wildly entertaining. Imagine he'd be if amazing. he showed up in AEW as former WWE superstar yeah. Trevor Lee. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be so that'd be hilarious. Because, awesome. you know, know, like that's we went to a handful of PWG shows and, went, and he mm-hmm. was on both of them. And that's how they'd introduce mm-hmm. yeah. him. TNA superstar Trevor Lee. Because at that time, especially like these days, a lot different. But at the time, it was like, "Oh, TNA, that's kind of crap." Yeah, like exactly. nobody cares about oh, yeah. that. He, he, that was an introduction to get heat. Yes. Yeah. Exact. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's you know, I, I think one dude who's really proven that you can take your experience in WWE and use it to great crowd effect is Matt Cardona. Mm-hmm. He's done it better than anybody's ever done it. And I think that Trevor Lee, Cameron Grimes, is clever enough to get that same level of engagement with his gimmick if he tried to channel that same sort of energy. Definitely. So I'd, I'd love to see him uh, uh, hop over to AEW because they're simply not doing anything with him in WWE. No, they're not. And it's honestly bizarre. It's like he's shit in somebody's bag or something. It seems that way, doesn't it? All right, man, let's dive back into it with number seven. Seven. The Viking Raiders. They'd probably go back maybe to War Machine. I don't know. Maybe, maybe War Raiders. Um, but, uh, you know, it was a pretty big deal when they signed with NXT mm-hmm. back in the day. It mm-hmm. seemed like to be the perfect thing for NXT. And I'll never forget their main roster day because they weren't in NXT for that long, no. I think. Maybe a year. Um, and then they got to main roster. And they were the Viking experience. And they were Ivar and Eric instead of Ray Rowe and Hanson. Yeah. And it was like, why is this necessary? Yeah. And they have taken quite a path. I mean, they are decorated. They've had yeah. tag titles. They have, yeah. Um, they recently had an incredibly fun match against the Alpha Academy, and they've got Sarah Logan, um, Ray Rowe's uh, a real uh, wife, I believe, mm-hmm. um, with them as Valhalla. Um, but you can't. They've been through so many different ups and downs as being part of a comedy act uh, to being what they are now, which is more serious and you know, mm-hmm. sort of Triple H metal. Um, but I don't know at what point if they're ever going to get back into relevance yeah. as like fleshed out, fully fleshed out characters. Yeah, I don't know either. You know, when, when they were... Uh, uh, in New Japan prior to going to NXT, they were like one of the, the, the top tag teams in the world at that juncture. You know, mm-hmm. you had Hanson, who's a large dude doing things that dudes his size don't normally do, doing moonsaults and all sorts of cartwheels in the ring and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ray Rowe is a hard-hitting wrestler, and mm-hmm. they were putting on phenomenal matches over there in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe they were the IWGP tag champs shortly before they, they went to NXT. There was a lot of buzz around them, and that buzz carried through to NXT because, for the most part, in NXT they let them be War Machine. Yeah, right, change the yeah. name War Raiders. But otherwise, they, they seemed like there was continuity there from what they were doing before to what they were doing in NXT, and it felt seamless. Mm-hmm. And they were put on phenomenal matches. They had an awesome match with uh, Ricochet and Malachi, 
mm-hmm. uh, Alistair Black, um, and 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 they were doing great work, and then the Viking experience thing happened, and yeah. yes, they've won some titles, and and been involved in some interesting stuff, but not consistently. No, uh-uh. and you know that's kind of. WB during a large portion of the early part of their career on main roster kind of didn't book tag team wrestling that interestingly. No, they didn't. Um, and, and they're one of the teams that kind of, because of that, didn't get interesting stuff on a regular basis. And now mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know, with this new kind of moody, uh, uh, grim version of Viking Raiders, if they think that's going to help propel them to do uh, more interesting stuff and, and, and maybe get something of a push, I don't know. Um, yeah. but it'd be interesting to see them in AEW's tag division. Um, because like, you know, they, they offer something that at least that I can think of not a whole lot of teams in AEW offer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, in terms yeah. of, of, of the meld of, of physicality and strength and, and, and high flying moves to that degree. Yeah. It's a different well, dimension dude- to add to the whole division. You also look at like what they're doing with the tag division in AEW. It sort of took a downturn a little bit, but mm-hmm. FTR obviously with that match they had recently with uh, uh, with Bang Bang Gang. Yeah, you know they say what you will about FTR, but when the tag titles are being used, it's it's, be, it's in service of really good matches. Yeah, and maybe if if the if the the Viking Raiders, War Raiders, whatever they're going to be called, ended up on the Saturday show on Collision, where the tag titles seem to be at this point. Um, assuming they stay on FTR, that could be, you know, one sign of, oh, man, you know, we're going to get back to some really good wrestling and let these guys do yeah. what we know they can do. Yeah. Um, it would also give them the opportunity to go back to New Japan where there's a lot of good matches mm-hmm. there for them. Mm-hmm. But it could be like a way to also enhance AEW's tag division, which, you know, saw a couple, you know, especially with the brand split. It's like, who knows what team is going to land where or like what happens, like what's even another tag team on collision. Well, another thing, uh, I mean, there's the, the the addition of collision to the schedule, but also the advent of the trios titles kind of right, yeah, sent yeah. the tag division a little bit of disarray because a lot claimed of the, is gone. Swerve and Lee broke up. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, then you got the yeah. Young Bucks going after the trios titles for a stretch with Kenny. Might mm-hmm, do so yeah. again with Hangman. LAX broke up. Yeah. So yeah. you know what was once a, a highly lauded AEW tag division, which still has a lot of good teams. I don't make it sound like it doesn't just seemed to kind of splintered a little bit between injuries yeah, right. and in the trios division and now two shows. So um, adding Viking Raiders, War Raiders, whatever they end up being called to that mix could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. Uh, let's move on to number six. six. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay. 
Butch. No, 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 as, no, 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 no. As it'd be called, Pete Dunn. Peter Dune. Peter Dune. Pete Dunn, yeah. Pete Dunn. No Butch. Pete Dunn. I like Butch. <laughs> Butch is fine. You know, I've gotten used to Butch to the, the intensity of Butch, that particular, his take on the character. It's okay. Mm-hmm, yeah. But I feel yeah. like Butch is going to be Butch, and that's all Butch is going to be. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. What would you like to see him do in AEW? You know, if because Pete Dunne is a world-class wrestler. He's fantastic. He can he, he can do high-flying stuff. He's a great submission wrestler. He works physical. He can do it all. And he's still mm-hmm. pretty young. True. If he returns to the essence of the bruiserweight character but keeps mm-hmm. the intensity, the wild-card nature of Butch, yeah. if he were to come to AEW, I think that would be a really good mix mm-hmm. uh, of, of what he used to do plus what he was doing in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. From a wrestling standpoint, absolutely phenomenal. And I think he'd fit right in with what AEW does in terms of uh, putting on uh, uh, really good matches because he can mm-hmm. seemingly do that in his sleep. Yeah. Um, here's an idea. Huh. One-third of uh, British Strong Styles yeah. already outside of WWE. He's at Glass, yeah. uh, uh, Trent Seven. Yeah. Uh, you get Pete Dunn out. You, along with Pete Dunn, you bring Tyler Bate, who I, we reviewed NXT this week. I didn't see him no, on no, NXT Tyler this Bate, week. No. Okay. Uh, so you get British Strong Style back together. I know Tyler Bate, I'm sorry, Trent Seven, he picked up some other guy with a mustache. And I think they won like the Rev Pro tag oh, titles together. Funny. So maybe they could be a, a, a quadruple now. They yeah, could be a force of four. A four man faction, yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, with along with uh, the the shemp of British Strong Style, whoever this new guy is. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, put them put them all back together, and then maybe they can revisit that one promo where they were like, "Yeah, progress is a stepping stone to get to Orlando." Where they'd be like, "Man, Orlando sucked." Yeah, Orlando is <laughs> now a stepping stone to get to, to right, Jacksonville. exactly to Jacksonville. Exactly, yeah, across the way a bit. So um, no, I think that'd be a great. I think that'd be a really cool idea. See what Pete Dunne is. But and on top of that, now that AEW has this, you know, door open in New Japan, let's get Pete Dunne in the G One. Yes, please. Against Eddie Kingston, you motherfucker. Absolutely, I want to see that. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> that'd be sick. All right, another guy in the G One. We want to see number five. Five. Baron Corbin. So he's like his thing in NXT now. He's in NXT, so he's he's kind of a, a bit of a reclamation project currently for WB seemingly. <laughs> he, um, he is, yeah. Uh, his, he's he's shed himself of all his previous gimmicks, and he's trying to find the next uh, evolution of Baron Corbin. Maybe he's next, molted. He's molted his Baron Corbin skin. Yes, maybe the next <laughs> and created evidently a new Baron Corbin <laughs> with it. Maybe the next evolution of Baron Corbin is Tomix Pestock in AEW. He would need like a different name, probably. But what's is there? Is there like a person, like a human name that sort of rhymes with Lone Wolf, Tom Wolf? <laughs> hey, his name is Tom. Yeah, Tom is Wolf. Tom Wolf's Isn't that an like author? a TV writer? Yeah, <laughs> Tom Wolf's an author. <laughs> I'm not a writer. I'm a I'm motorcycle a writer. I'm a pro wrestler. <laughs> so, anyways, so this guy. Honestly, I feel as one of the most talented people uh, WWE's had with some of the most unfortunate creative. I mean, he it is it is a testament to Baron Corbin that he has really given his all to things like Happy Corbin. I mean, Bumass Corbin was wildly entertaining, but a person down on their luck really is not a recipe for longevity. No, no. There's Happy Corbin. There is Constable Corbin. 
Oh my God, that's right, Constable Corbin, which against- they tried to use. Yeah, Constable Corbin, the character, to 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 as as a scapegoat for their piss poor creative back yep. in 2018 or whatever. Yeah, it yeah, was. yeah, yeah. Boy, yeah. He was publicly humiliated by John Cena at yeah. SummerSlam that one year, failed 2017, I think, and then failed to cash in money in the bank. He was yeah. uh, susceptible to being rolled up. Seemingly yeah. at will, if, if you were his opponent and you thought, saw an opportunity to roll him up, do it because you probably win. He um, was entered into a dog food uh, feud that was so atrocious. It was so bad, Roman Reigns decided to change the course of his own career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, ad, that was the last thing that Roman Reigns did before he went away and became tribal chief. Yeah. It was so bad. He was like, I'm not doing this anymore, Vince. You're going to do things my way or I'm not coming back at all. It's itch- I don't know. I can't think of anybody offhand in recent history who's been consistently involved on WWE television who has continuously had as bad creative as Baron Corbin has. I know. Yeah. Yeah. For and a guy who's really what, talented. Six, seven. Mm-hmm. Moves yeah. really well. Yeah. Very uh, athletic. He, his promo work has gotten a heck of a lot better from what it was in NXT. It did. His improv work is so much better. Yeah. Um, he still has a very protected finisher, which I hope yep. they continue to, pr- to protect. And it's a really cool looking move. Mm-hmm. Honestly, dude, I think like when him and was like him and Lacey Evans teamed up against yeah. Seth and Becky, remember he gave Becky Lynch an end of days yeah. and it was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Like it's not entirely acceptable anymore, but it's like, that's pretty ballsy for them to do that. Or is yeah. that going to launch him up to another level with Seth Rollins? And it, no, it was just more humiliation. Yeah. That's been the constant of Baron Corbin's career on main roster is ever after winning the Andre uh, Battle Royal upon his debut, it's been more or less a constant series of public humiliations. Right. Um, And, you know, between his in-ring work, his character work, you send him to NXT or sorry to AEW. And I feel like there's 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 an opportunity for him to, to find a prominent spot on either Dynamite or Collision. Yeah, I mean, now, he's, he's a recognizable face to to wrestling fans. Mm-hmm, yeah, he could hold his own. Yeah, um, and it's an opportunity for a guy who has a lot of experience, but yet still a lot of untapped potential. Yeah, yeah, you know, and the only question about AEW would be, would they find some? Would he end up like Big Bill, or would they find something for him? Because I don't know if he's been in a situation where he has to do like he has to sort of. He's saddled with the, with the freedom to either succeed or fail yeah, by he has to his, find his own. own way. Yes, yes, right, exactly. So it'd be interesting to see what they could do with him. But the guy obviously has tons of talent. Um, he's a known commodity, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, it would be really interesting to see what he could do outside the WWE system, which honestly is is has failed him. I know he probably makes a lot of money, and yeah. maybe as as a human being, he's very happy with where he is. Entirely possible. In terms of doing something interesting, creatively speaking. He needs something else, and WWE doesn't have a great track record with bringing people back to NXT and then back up to down to NXT and then back up to main yeah. roster. Yeah. Unless I'm missing any big obvious names. Well, Finn. Um, uh, yeah, Finn. Finn took a detour there, but even the Finn now we see isn't really the Finn that we had no, in NXT. No, no. I think that was supposed to be the idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, maybe I think you know, he's even said that had yeah. not had he not gone to NXT, who knows if we'd even got this iteration of Finn? I don't. That's know. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's but probably by the one and large, who got sent yeah. down to NXT that was that benefited from it. Like Apollo went down, did nothing for him. Yeah, uh, and it's it's for other people as well. Yeah. Um. Anyways, let's move on to number 
Four. Four. Pew, 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 pew. Ricochet, one and only. I kind of feel like we are seeing about maybe 70, 75% of what he can do with the ring. If that, yeah. And WWE. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you watch some of his stuff in New Japan, in PWG, heck, even in NXT. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, like, he's capable of incredible feats of athleticism in the ring. But not just that. He's a really good storyteller in the ring. He puts on good matches. Yeah, he puts on really good matches. Um. And I just don't feel like he gets adequate opportunity to do that in WWE. He's been involved quite a bit lately, mm-hmm. um, and 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 he was he's going to have a match with Logan Paul at SummerSlam, and that's a good spot for him. If if recent history is an indication, if you're in a match with celebrity and mm-hmm. you comport yourself really well, seemingly you get more opportunities afterwards in WWE. Yeah, so right. maybe after this Logan Paul match, which Ricochet will lose, mm-hmm. um, he'll be given more opportunities i don't know um but it you know, was a, such a lot of promise when he went to nxt like because you know there was all those gifts of him and osprey doing crazy stuff in new japan yeah and and yeah. he was just coming off a, a run as pwg champ mm-hmm. yeah and and it just didn't really seem to like he was fine in nxt he got he, i think he's north he's north america champion mm-hmm. yeah. he was involved in a lot of, of interesting stories but again getting called to main roster well, period. he had some good matches there. I yeah. mean, and I, I did, I, I did appreciate some of the stuff they did with him in Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, dude, I, you, you mentioned his name a second ago, Will Osprey. They were very much in, in similar positions mm-hmm. uh, when they were, uh, you know, uh, on the indie circuit back when we would see all those great clips on Twitter and social media of them doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, and the, their their chemistry was so excellent. You see how Osprey has worked on the one thing that he didn't have early on, and that was his character. Mm -hmm. And you see what a great character he's become because he has really obviously worked on that while adapting his style um, to, you know, maybe squeeze some longevity out of it. Um, He's bulked up. He's basically reinvented himself. Mm -hmm. Ricochet has not had the opportunity to do that in WWE. Mm -mm. Um, I feel like they're not giving him an opportunity, perhaps, to be a more interesting character, which would be in his case a bad guy, because his move set is such a good guy move set. And WWE can't really wrap their heads around, hey, there's a guy who does really cool stuff, and he can also be a bad guy. They don't really do that too no, often. They don't. they don't. And you gotta wonder, given that they had like sort of parallel, you know, careers early on, anyways, and you see where they both are now. Osprey, if WWE, if he wanted to be in WWE. I would think that WWE would be happy to have him yeah. and probably in a very prominent position. I don't know that he'd have a Cody spot off the bat, but I mean, he'd immediately be paired up with Seth Rollins yeah. that you don't, you can't tell yeah. me that wouldn't be a yeah. WrestleMania match. Yeah. Um, Ricochet is not at that level in WWE. And I wonder if he took more time to bake his character on the outside, if he could have been in that same position now, now again, Probably has no regrets from what I understand. I had heard one time a long time ago that he came into NXT with their biggest contract they've ever done. Mm-hmm. He's probably made tons of money. Mm-hmm. He's in a match in a in a featured match here coming up at SummerSlam against Logan Paul, which, like you said, he would lose. But I just don't know what any additional ceiling is for Ricochet in terms of getting the high level Seth yeah. Rollins match. Yeah. You know, which yeah. might be a place where he would still want to get to. Entirely possible. Entirely possible. And an AEW, and at this point in AEW, I mean, if nothing else, he'd have the freedom to maybe explore some other aspects of his mm-hmm. character that could get him maybe 
to the point that like an osprey is cracking right now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's possible. It is possible. Or he'd get lost in the shuffle. I don't know <laughs> because that's the other thing about AEW. There's a lot of guys who could do what Ricochet does uh, in AEW, or at least put on the high quality yeah, work yeah, rate yeah. matches. You know, but imagine him and in, in Phoenix having a match. Oh, yeah. oh, dude, yeah. Send Ooh. him to AAA. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, that'd be great. All right, let's move on to number three. Three. John. John. Johnny Gargano and uh, uh, his uh, his his uh, uh, partner in life, Candice LeRae, yeah. his wife. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know about Candice because she's a woman and AEW doesn't feature women, but, but uh, it's not like WWE is really featuring her right now no. either. So No, they're not. Uh, yeah. Apparently, Johnny John was dealing with a shoulder injury. He's he's been cleared. Um, hasn't been on TV for a while. Even he he returned to main or came back to WWE, debuted on main roster. Uh, it wasn't like he was booked as the 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 heart and soul of NXT. He's just mm-hmm. kind of booked yeah. as just another dude. Yeah, um, he was. Yeah. You know, and there is some hope that maybe we can get either a continuation of his story with Champa, either as rivals or as tag team partners, but due to the injury and now being off TV for a while. Don't know if and when that's going to happen. Ciampa seems to be in the midst of something with Miz and Bronson Reed and maybe even Nakamura at this juncture. And, yeah. uh, and maybe there's a place for Gargano to fit into that, mm-hmm. to team with Ciampa against Miz and, and Bronson Reed. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there was – at one point, Gargano was one of the – he was guaranteed to give you the best match on the card. For a long stretch, yeah. And he, he he took some time off. His contract expired, and came back right to main roster. And just that they they haven't been able to recapture that that idea, that spirit of of what John Gargano brought to NXT. And I understand main roster is, is a different thing, mm-hmm. but you know he he he's like the classic underdog, yeah, babyface. Yeah. You know he could yeah. be uh, the next Daniel Bryan. That's what I always thought with him, but it seems like WWE doesn't really seem to think that's the mm-hmm. case. Now, maybe this whole maybe this thing is going to lead to a Shinsuke heel turn and he'll align himself with Bronson Reed and then Champa will need Gargano to come back. Hopefully that's going to be the situation, but if this feud doesn't involve him, I have no idea when they're going to do or what they're going to do what with him. Mm-hmm. AEW really is a company. I mean, if you look at what AEW is, so much of its DNA is NXT 2017, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. And that is literally Johnny Gargano. Yeah. And so when you think of all the history that's already there, be it with Malachi Black, who gave us the original John, John, uh, or Adam Cole or anybody mm-hmm. else, or mm-hmm. fresh matchups, mm-hmm. um, Johnny Gargano in the G1. Again, all these names I want to see in the G1. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's, like, it's like, what? Or we just call this list 10 people should go to New Japan. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, when you see how AEW is basically infused with the DNA of Johnny Gargano, kind of makes sense for him to give that a shot if things in WWE. But then again, he'd probably just sign that deal. Oh, it's probably uh, a good money deal at that, yeah. Right, exactly, yeah, after SummerSlam. So he probably has a ways to go before uh, his contract would run out. But if all things sort of uh, you know keep status quo between now and when his contract runs out, AEW is going to be right there, and he'll yeah. have his name, and uh, he'll be able to probably do whatever he wants there. Yeah, yep, yep. And then Candice, you know, she obviously has history with with the Young Bucks wrestling in PWG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I would assume that I know AEW doesn't give 
the spotlight the women's division deserves and should get on a regular basis. But uh, you'd like to hope that at least she'd get some matches on TV. She should get a, a first match. Uh, yeah, what's the uh, what's the ratio of women's matches to men's matches on uh, Ring of Honor? Oh, I don't know. It's probably the same as main roster. Anyways, let's move on. Number two. Two. Bro. Matt Riddle. So uh, you remember the time Seth Rollins ended Matt Riddle's career in one promo? Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, it really, it was Randy Orton getting injured that because him and Riddle really were like the last, I think the last great success of Vince McMahon's time at running day-to-day creative in WWE Bro, because yeah. – RK Bro was wildly successful. They were yeah. really popular. Yeah. Um, but then once you took Randy Orton out of the equation, uh, Riddle served that suspension. He came back and the dude, he just eats losses. You know, Gunther this past week literally said, I'm done with this guy. We're yeah. finished. And there's no, you can't disagree with that. Like, there's no arguing that point. Um, Matt Riddle lost two matches with Gunther, one of which featured his foot getting chopped. Yeah. So, um, Look, man, I think Matt Riddle probably has – he probably does pretty well in the merch department. He's on TV, and I think he'll continue to be on TV. But he's also a heavy work rate guy. Yeah. And he had built his brand already hugely outside of WWE. Yeah, he did. Be kind of interested to see what he could do outside of WWE because it does feel like a year ago it didn't feel this way. These days, it feels like he's at his ceiling right now. It does. It's like he's the guy they, if, if someone needs a friend, someone to help him out, they just drop Matt Riddle in there. Right, yeah. That's kind of yeah. his role. I know his story post RK Bro was he's looking for a friend to tag with. He's looking mm-hmm. for Randy's replacement, essentially, or someone mm-hmm. to fill that void with, you know. Um, but now it just seems like, all right, we need someone to team with Drew McIntyre for a little bit during his feud with Gunther. We'll put him with Matt Riddle. It's the same well, with Kevin and Sam. that's his character now, yeah. right? Yeah. Like they took that one story beat and they turned into his entire existence. Yeah. Yeah, he's constantly looking for a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like in just in terms of his of his role in creative, it is, it's he's very much a utility player. He just, mm-hmm. here, we'll plug Riddle in there. And he's sort of yeah. baby face situation where someone needs a tag partner, needs a friend backstage. Put mm-hmm. Riddle in there. He's over enough with the crowd that the crowd will get behind him, mm-hmm. and he's that he'll he could take plenty of losses and, and won't suffer in the eyes yeah. of the fans. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of his spot see him in that one way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's it's funny because like you can see little minor tweaks to his character here and there. Like he'll be a bit more aggressive. Like he was a bit more aggressive in this Imperium feud, mm-hmm. and maybe that'll take him someplace. But them plunking him into this Drew McIntyre thing, you're absolutely right. It seems like they're just pigeonholing him as guy, as utility guy, as guy they can plop into any situation and take losses. And that's not a good – you're not going to win any titles. You're not going to get any further up the food chain Mm-mm. doing that. Nope. Um, and, uh, and I don't know, maybe they can have more stuff for him. But in AEW, given that he'd get to keep his name, um, he already had – you know uh, he's, he's established his, his, his reputation is pretty large. Mm-hmm. Um, you walk into AEW, especially guy, he's WWE sized. Yeah. Yeah. And, and who knows, maybe a, if he's outside of WWE, maybe on top of AEW, he could do Goldberg's retirement tour could be. and get a Goldberg match. Could be. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think he probably could have a lot of success in AEW. Yeah, I think so too. I think so. Let's move on to number one, one. Drew Galloway known as, 
Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, right. you know, if, if there weren't reports that he was uh, on the uh, – he and WB were at a stalemate in contract negotiations and he was upset potentially or maybe upset's too strong of a word. Uh, disgruntled somewhat. Unsatisfied. Unsatisfied with his creative direction. Never would have thought of putting him on here. He did the thing already where you leave WB, you reinvent yourself. And you Could come he be back. the first guy to do it twice since Sid? Maybe. I don't necessarily think Sid like... left to reinvent himself, though. Well, okay, so here's the thing about... <laughs> no, I don't think he did. You know what you're getting with Sid. Yes. You're getting, what, seven feet and a, and a bunch of blonde curly hair and a very intense-looking individual. Uh, some lazy power bombs. Um, with Drew McIntyre... This is the interesting thing about him. So he's the poor sap who got saddled with the WWE Championship in front of nobody. I know. And then never got to hold it in front of anybody. Um, And so he's sort of in this weird spot now where it's like he's probably about to lose to the Intercontinental Champion. He could be plugged into any main event scene at any time. And he probably would work really well against like Seth Rollins or anybody in the World Heavyweight Championship Mm -hmm. scene. Mm -hmm. But maybe they're waiting on like a contract renewal to put him there. I honestly think that he's now, it's not like he's the youngest guy in the world, but he's also not like in Goldberg territory. No, no. So he could do two years in AEW, come back to WWE and instantly be plugged back into the main event scene and probably win a title that way. Yeah. If he goes to AEW it's like that question, what would you rather do, fight like, you know, a, a hundred action figure sized people or one giant size action figure? No, it's you. He'll go and just smash everybody there. Yeah. 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 I mean, it seems like, like they're right, tiny compared to him. It seems like the kind of the spot he's in now is like the main events uh, uh, equivalent of Matt Riddle where. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. Where he's he's he, plug him into upper mid card or main event storyline because. He's a former champion. His name carries mm-hmm, yeah. weight. He's legitimate. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. But I just don't feel like any of the feuds he's been involved in of late, he's got any shot of winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's like yeah. the main event utility guy at this point. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. And if that's what he means by being unsatisfied, uh, reportedly, he hasn't spoken about it, unsatisfied with his creative direction, I get it. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I doubt it's about wins and losses, it's just about doing interesting things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And entering into a feud knowing that. Yeah, maybe you'll get some shots here or there, but you're gonna come out of it not necessarily looking any better. Eh. Yeah, yeah, right. Doesn't right, portend right. you know uh, uh, much in the future. Uh, but again, you know he's six five, two hundred eighty pounds of pure muscle. Yeah, incredibly over with the crowd. Oh, big time! Yeah, um, he carries himself like a superstar. Mm-hmm. He's a good, he's a really good talker. Yeah, like he checks virtually every box to be a face of the company type guy. Oh yeah, no, and it just, it's a bummer yeah. that his one opportunity thus far to do that was when there was nobody in the nobody in the stands. Mm-hmm. I know, and he never got that moment, bummer. and it's a bummer because it would have been interesting to see him. You saw how the crowd reacted when he eliminated Brock from the Rumble. That was massive when he won the Rumble. Oh my God, yeah. it was an explosion. Yeah, and imagine if he had that same opportunity to wrestle Brock in front of seventy thousand people at WrestleMania and win. I know that's a completely different title reign at that point. That's that's just in terms of having the, the momentum of the crowd behind him. He never got mm, that. Yeah, yeah, right. As yeah. champion, he never got that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, it'd be inter- interesting to see if he had an opportunity, whether it's in W or AEW, to win a title on a major stage with the crowd behind him and see what he could do with it at that juncture. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Because if he came in, he'd have to do, they'd have to do the impact thing where he just wins the title immediately. Yeah. No, no climbing ladders for that guy. No. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, yeah. Drew McIntyre will be interesting to see if he comes to an agreement with WWE. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be shocked if I'd still be pretty surprised if he left. I would be, I would be too as well. He's so ingrained in WWE and I feel like even though he's not like in the, I appreciate that the guy cares, gives a damn about his creative. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see if this Gunther thing is a prolonged thing. If there's any chance. Because, like, Gunther's record-breaking thing is going to be, what, in September? Yeah, about mid-September. Mid-September? They could they could prolong that enough to have Drew get the win over Gunther. Mm-hmm. That's not a terrible name to actually be the guy to finally beat Gunther no. Drew McIntyre, no. you know? No. If they, if they, it'll depend. If they have a thing where, where Gunther has to cheat maybe a little bit to beat Drew, which they might do, then that might tell you that they're going to have Drew take that title off of Gunther. That's a possibility. But possible. doesn't like Drew with the Intercontinental Championship seem like a step down from him because it's not the world title? Yeah, no, I understand that. I understand that. But, but Gunther's again, built up that title so much. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, and if anybody's going to beat Gunther and carry on the, you know, the, the, the the elevated prestige of the Intercontinental title, who better than a former two-time WWE champion, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point, like the Intercontinental Championship is like the you know one B title on. Yeah, on yeah. Raw, it's kind of like how the yeah. Intercontinental title was in New Japan. Yeah, you know, yeah. for a stretch. So yeah, exactly. Cool. Anyways, uh, let's talk about some honorable mentions here. Mm-hmm. Couple names uh, I already mentioned: Tyler Bate. Uh, again, it's a woman, so uh, grain of salt. Nikki Cross. She's not doing anything. No. So at the very least, she'd get one match on TV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Apollo Cruz. Oh man, yeah, uh, a fantastic wrestler. I thought he was doing some really interesting creative stuff in NXT. Mm-hmm, yeah, like from a character perspective. Oh, the time traveling thing. Yeah, that was interesting. They never really. No, I loved it. Developed that in a sort of logical way, but that's not his fault. Like, why are you yeah, having right. visions and people on the show can watch your visions on TV? It doesn't make any sense. People could just see your visions, which kind of negate sense. the efficiency of your or exactly. the effectiveness of your. But again, visions, that's not yeah. that wasn't Apollo Crews' fault. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and he got drafted back to main roster. Haven't seen him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I know. Haven't seen him. Yeah. So at the very least, he'd have like a match. <laughs> yeah. In AEW, he'd have he'd have an appearance and a match, <laughs> and, then, and then maybe Ring of Honor. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe anyway, um, he's doing now though. Uh, oh, not Axiom. Yeah, Come Axiom. on now. Get that A-Kid? mask off him. Let's bring back a kid. I like the mask. The mask looks really cool. I'm down. I'm. I like. I'm in favor of Axiom. I like Axiom is greater than a kid at this point. Man. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. I said it. Wow. I said it. I like that he doesn't like Scripps. He's like, I don't want to tag team with you. Go away. And then Scripps had tagged him. But I'm not going to watch NXT for like another month. So I mean, by not by the time you watch next time, they could be friends. They could be an actual tag team. Yeah, man. they could be. Yeah. There you go. Anyways, that's going to do it for Countout today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, guess what? We'll talk to you later. Goodbye.